with Sam Podcast, y'all. Just talk with Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. You'll talk about it. Be about it. I Joe, obvious. The audience listening, we, we never write this out. What up, what up, it's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast, Just Talk With Sam Podcast, yeah, we got a new, uh, great podcast for you guys today, actually, I get a chance for, uh, one of my new favorite comics, Sam Morrell, I get a chance to talk with them, Brad is not as long and in depth as we normally like to do it, but, uh, he gave us a lot of his time, man, this guy is up and coming, he's one of the fastest writers, I mean, one of the up and coming fastest rising stars in the comedy scene today um, I love him personally for his joke writing but he's a great stand up he's a successful stand up as himself man so check this out we're going to play a little comedy from him get a little chance to talk with him about his comedy and one thing I got a chance to find out in this great interview that my man is a bit of a hoop head die hard Knicks fan and, we, and you know how I feel about my Pistons you know how I feel about the league as a whole so we jump into that it's a great podcast but before we jump into all of that we got to pay some bills i want to thank all the good people who went to samshownation.com yeah samshownation.com is your home for everything revolving around and just talk with sam podcast right there on the home page and current promotions page there is a donate button hey look running the podcast ain't cheap but uh this has always been a crowdsource thing and i want to thank all the people who have donated to samshownation.com to make this a bigger better greater podcast then on top of that those who want to you still can you know go to the homepage of current promotions page hit that donate button and give whatever makes you feel like a good person to keep this ship afloat yes go ahead and do that but maybe you one of those people who want a little bang for their buck maybe you one of those people who want to you know show your love but show off your love at the same time you can always go to samshownation.com and you Yes, you can hit that link, the store link. You can get all your sw- Just Talk With Sam swag there, whether that be T-shirts, whether that be hats, whether that be stickers, and uh, more stuff coming soon. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, we do have some stuff in the hopper, so yeah, check that out, man. Um, I think you would dig it. Another thing about that, you can always, speaking of the podcast itself, you can always 
go to samshownation.com, hit that podcast link. You can catch up on all your favorite podcasts right then and there from Sam Show Nation. Yes, catch up on your stuff right there. But hey, maybe you listen to podcasts differently. We are currently on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, um, Google Play, good old RSS, and iTunes. You can always hit up iTunes by going to iTunes. You can, um, <clears throat> excuse me, leave a review. You can leave a rating of the podcast. Hey, you like this podcast? Five stars. Hey, you don't like this? Uh, okay, five stars. It's all right there and all at iTunes. Before we get started in this podcast, we got a few sponsors this week. First sponsors, uh, we talked about it a lot in this podcast, is the good folks at nbastore.com. Yes, you can go to samshownation.com. You can hit that nbastorelink.com and you can get ready for the NBA playoffs. Um, that's happening currently right now. And you can do this for a limited time only. You get free shipping on all U.S. orders over $25. But you um, by putting in the promo code NBA25 at checkout. You want to do this quickly. The promo code is NBA25 for free shipping on all U.S. orders. And you can use that to root on your team as they go through the playoffs. The time is now, ladies and gentlemen. And you can see your favorite team go, or maybe your team, like mine, did not make the playoffs. You can get a jump on next year. You can get some free shipping. You can get some gear. And you can have that year-long support of your favorite NBA team. Whether it be uh, for men, women, maybe you want a jersey, t-shirt, hat, some shoes. It's all right there. All you think we actually do is go to samshownation.com. You click the NBA store link and you shop as you normally would. And at checkout, for free shipping on all orders over $25, put in the promo code NBA20. Not to be outdone, but the our next sponsor is the good folks at NFLshop.com. Yes, go to Sam Show Nation. You click that NFLshop.com link because the draft is coming up. Later on this week, actually, the draft, uh, NFL draft will be coming back. And you, yes, you can welcome your team or new members to your team with your very own draft hat get your 2018 draft gear by going to samshownation.com clicking that nflshop.com link by doing that um whatever your team maybe you're a broncos fan eagles fan maybe you're a lions fan like myself maybe two or three of you like those 49ers maybe you down with america's team maybe you are with big big blue steel city maybe you want to that pack to go, go, pack, go. They got you covered with all the draft hats, and you can welcome in the new recruits that you got to your favorite team. The only thing they want you to do is get all your draft gear there. Go through samshownation.com. You click that nflshop.com link and shop as you normally would. Speaking of games, I talked about the NFL. I talked about the NBA. Speaking of the NFL, the NFL schedule has been released. The NBA playoffs is going strong. You're going to need tickets. You're going to need tickets to go to these things. 
And the only thing we ask you to do is go to samshownation.com. You click the ticket link at ticketnetwork.com and you are connected to all the hard to find tickets for all the live events happening in the area near you. Look, the NBA playoffs is going strong and they just released the schedule for the NFL's next season. You need to be in the house to root on your teams, but hey, maybe on the summer. Maybe you want to catch Jay-Z and Beyonce for the On The Run 2 show. Maybe you want to check out Metallica. Let me tell you, Elton John's touring. Justin Timberlake is touring. Pink um, Lauren Hill, she just announced she's touring. It's 20 years of the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, maybe you like Luke, Luke Bryant, Miranda Lambert. Maybe you're a theater person. Maybe you want to get some tickets to Wicked, The Lion King, Hamilton. You can do all of that by going to samshownation.com. You click that ticket network link and you will be in the network for all the tickets that you need. It is one of, if not the hottest resale marketplace for all tickets. And I said resale. You said not just tickets. Maybe some you ran into some misfortune on that. You, yes, you can sell your tickets by being a part of the network. You can sell tickets. It's very safe. It's very affordable. You can go from... Uh, something happened, babysitter fell through They, you can list the tickets you sell them, you get paid instantly uh, via check or via PayPal um, mainly because you know, misfortune happens and maybe the show you want to go to you couldn't go hey, it happens to the best of us so please, get your tickets and get out there and get to your favorite event soon by going through samshownation.com Clicking the Ticket Network link. Get into the network. Lastly, certainly not leastly, it's the good folks from Amazon.com. Yes, Amazon.com has everything from A to Z. One thing I would suggest you get through Amazon.com is, and I guess, and I'm pretty sure my guests will appreciate that, is Class Act by Sam Morrill. Yes, Sam Morrill, the talented um, stand-up comic does have an album on Amazon. It's called Class Act. It's pretty funny. Or maybe you could catch up on some of his appearances on At Midnight, also on Amazon. Or maybe you could check out A Season of Rose Battle, which he's also on. It's all right there. Or you could check out his Comedy Central Half Hour right there on Amazon.com. Only thing we ask you to do is, is click the homepage banner. At samshownation.com. Shop as you normally would. Amazon has everything from A to Z. Before my interview with Sam Morrill, I want to play a little bit of his comedy. And we'll jump right into it. See you in a few. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the entertainment business, but a uh, bad time to be a predator. <laughs> if you're doing that, cut it out. It sucks. We're losing like three actors a day. I feel like I'm going to see the new Avengers movie. Like, why is everyone being played by Paul Giamatti? <laughs> They're like, he's the only one left. It's a weird time. There's a hockey team called the Predators. The Nashville Predators. Which in this climate, very ballsy. Because it's actors now, but it's going to be athletes next. And that's going to be a weird press release when they're like, we at the Predators are shocked. <laughs> this is not what the Predators stand for. 
We'd like to be known as the alleged predators, if possible. It's, uh, it's everywhere. I was in my hotel room earlier. I was watching a Law & Order SVU. The mom's pushing the baby in the stroller. She turns around for like five seconds. She turns back around. The baby's gone. Which, that's not even bad parenting. That's just pretty impressive kidnapping. <laughs> you got to give credit where credit's due. Because she's crying like, I'm a horrible mother. And it's like, no, you just ran into one of the greats, you know? <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of bad stuff happening. And it seems like men are at fault for a lot of it. Mass shootings, always a man. Right? Women, they'll murder their boyfriend or their husband, but they're not killing strangers. <laughs> yeah. I think men and women, for the most part, they kill the way they make love. Men are like, I will kill anything. <laughs> women are like, I got to get to know you first. <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to get murdered by me, you might have to work for it a little. <laughs> Things are getting worse. I'm getting worse. <laughs> Back in the day, all I needed was a picture of Jennifer Love Hewitt's smile, fully aroused. <laughs> now it's harder. These days I'm having sex with an actual woman. She's choking me. I'm like, tell me I'm adopted. She's like, what? I'm like, mm. <laughs> That's what it takes now. I'm not happy about it. It's a dark time. Freshly out of a relationship. I'm wearing condoms again. It's very upsetting. It's not that bad. Guys complain about wearing a condom. You know what it's like? This is what it's like to do a, to wear a condom. You ever go to a basketball court and there's no net and you're like, I mean, I guess I'll play. <laughs> the whole time you're like, did that even go in? <laughs> I was with a girl who asked me not to wear a condom. She was like, I'd rather you didn't wear one. I was like, wearing one. <laughs> she was like, I'd rather you didn't. I was like, I've made my decision. I'm going to wear one. She's like, I just prefer you didn't. I was like, I can't believe we're having this argument. Also, I can't believe which side of it I'm on. I'm going to wear one. She goes, why? And I was like, why? Because based on this, I don't think you're going to be a good mother. <laughs> That's why. I'm a good boyfriend. We're on and off. We'll figure it out. But uh, <laughs> we were together for two and a half years. I never cheated. And a lot of people were like, what's your secret? to staying faithful on the road. Two and a half years, I never cheated once. You wanna know my secret? This is my secret. Not one woman tried to have sex with me. <laughs> That's how I did it. Am I a hero? Yeah, some would say so. Be alone, a plain beautiful women walking towards me, I'd be like, this chick better not sit next to me. She'd sit next to me, we wouldn't speak the entire flight, I'd be like, that was a close call. <laughs> I'm an amazing person. One thing I miss about having sex with my ex is that she would always give me credit for the orgasm. It's very nice. I'm not doing much, you know what I mean? Like, we'd be having sex and she'd be like, you know, I'm about to, you know, and I'd be like, all right, cool. <laughs> then she'd be like, stay completely still. And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> and then she'd be like, you just gave me that. I'm like, that was me? It feels like I played dead with an erection, but... You say so. That's how I went to the barber shop and I'm like, can you hold the buzzer completely still? <laughs> You're the best I've ever had. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Let's just start it off. I 
understand we you know we don't have that much time like sam thank you so much for doing my podcast man mainly because i've been rocking with you for a while since uh last comic standing since americans got talent more more frequently ykwd and now you yeah, got oh yeah man, forever man uh, yeah but you got your own nah keeping joe yes and you guys seem like to have a lot of fun on there um and now you're here so uh slobberingly grateful thank you there's no real ending to that question but thanks for being on the podcast no problem oh man um like i i i like your comedy it's such like almost natural but it's like in that weird dark humor world Right. Was it clear since childhood you wanted to be a comedian? Was it like the signs you like the class clown or some shit like that? Uh, oh, you yeah. can cuss. I, I forgot. You you can swear. You can do whatever. I wasn't searching for a curse. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think you find ways. Like when you're, you're like your kid, you do stuff to uh, to get attention. You know, at least in my case, and I was in like a blended family, so uh, there was some awkwardness, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really addressed. So in school, I could kind of just get attention. Got it. You know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you, I think it's all like every comic. I think it just goes to their childhood. Okay. To why okay. They are the way they are. Every person, not just comic. Like a lot of the hype that you got early on, and I guess now. Uh, is about your more writing prowess. Do you find yourself to be more of a writer than performer, or is it just kind of like blending in? Yeah, I think like uh, if you're writing a lot of jokes as a comic, you're usually more of a writer than a performer in your head, right? Because you spent like th- you spend time at a laptop or like thinking a joke. So yeah, I, I think of myself more as a more uh, a joke writer, and then. I work on the performance stuff. I do so many sets, and now it's just like, well, I'm not really like, I don't think about performing. I'm just kind of myself up there, and I've just found like a comfort. Is it kind of blending in? Because like you're right there in New York, you're uh, welcome at the cellar, you're going uh, to stand various places in New York, and then does it have more of a, I guess, where the worlds of writing and performance blend in, or do you just still kind of see yourself as that writer who just getting a chance to perform no I mean I just it's I don't really break it down like that I just think of myself as a comic because uh, you know it's both it's like you know we're watching basketball now it's like mm-hmm. you think of yourself as like a as like a you know defensive player and offensive player it's like well you know you you're gotta, going you to do both. one or the other you do both if you want to do it right so uh, yeah, the the writing you can work at while not being on stage. For uh-huh. me, it, it wouldn't feel natural to work at performing off stage because it's not like acting in comedy. You're supposed to be yourself, so you're kind of performing to what's honest. You're kind of performing to what's honest in the room. So you can work on writing. You can't really work, or I can't work on performing. Okay, okay. I mean, like, you're pushed every night when you get up there because you're in front of, like, fucking legends. Like... I mean, like, some of the people who work out in the places you are going, like the, like I mentioned the cellar, the stand, and shit like that, and you're usually in front of, like, the legends, like Attell, uh, Louis, Post, Pre, you know, everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, hashtag me too, and all that other shit. <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, Pre everything, and uh, Dave Attell, 
Kid Rock, I'm just running out of names. Kid Rock, one of my favorite comics. You know? Yeah, but like, do you have those nerves, or is it just kind of like Tuesday? Um, no. Yeah, like when someone when someone's watching, you're, you're definitely more in your head. Like, but that goes back to the mics, right? When comics are watching, you feel like they see you on a level that the crowd doesn't. I mean, it's like performing, if you're a magician doing magic in front of magicians, they're kind of like, I see the fucking trick, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you're working for people, it's a little less stressful. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Speaking of stressful, I mean, just the climate we in today, when it comes down to comedians, um, like you, like I said previously, you're sort of on the darker side of jokes. Do you care about PC culture at all, or does it, is it just kind of like, laugh or don't laugh? I don't like, I don't know what you mean, like, care about it. I don't like, what do you mean, care about PC culture? Like, does it affect what you do? Like, when you write, or just like, oh, I better not say this because this people will get mad, or I better not say this. Someone's mad about everything. Every angle you take, Mm -hmm. if you take a bold angle on anything, someone's going to be mad, so just do what's funny. Just go for what's going to be funny, because you you can always defend funny. You can't always defend, like, I feel like my views on the world are changing all the time but my views on what's funny is usually pretty consistent so that's what's up that's what's up now as far as like uh you talked about what's funny and what's not and you you always reach back in the bag when it comes down to family or something like that yeah have they reached out to you because what do you mean i have your album uh, <laughs> um what do you mean does somebody say like oh, oh sam you shouldn't have said that or there's that in the third or or some way from like close-knit to you feel oh like they're, they're if, upset if what you I make said? a joke about them yeah yeah i did a joke i did a story about um in my half hour special on comedy central i did a story about um leaving lunch early with my mom and dad to get a blowjob <laughs> and uh the whole story is like i lied to my mom that i was going to an acting audition and my mom's like a big part of the story like she ends up calling and stuff to see how the audition went you know yeah it's a long story but anyway my mom was not thrilled to be you know a supporting player in a fellatio story <laughs> wait was that her first time hearing the joke like her well, I wasn't hearing- telling it at the dinner table well I'm just saying I'm just like she just yeah. woke up one day I wonder what's on Comedy Central and then hear about how no, she knew I had a special she didn't just <laughs> stumble across <laughs> she didn't just stumble across it uh no, so she wasn't thrilled, but it's like I told her like, come on, like I feel like if you're if you're going if you're doing a certain type of bit, your mom should not like it, and if she did, I probably wouldn't be honest enough about the story. So. <laughs> I'm curious, how did that conversation end up? Because my mom, she just kind of I think her friend told her it was really funny, and she just kind of was like, well, I'll take her word for it. <laughs> She's not gonna find it funny. Is there a line? I got. I got no. A line? Yeah. You, I feel like you're really trying to dig for something that's I'm not. not here, I, here. I, I, I uh, swear to Christ, I'm not. That my mom said to me. No, I think no. She just. I see her in the crowd sometimes. She would come to shows and just like put her head down, like embarrassed. But I'd be like, well, you don't have to come. <laughs> okay. Okay. No more interfamily questions, because I'm not trying to dig for nothing. It's just sort of like, it just seem like there would be like okay I could talk about the time I got a blowjob but I can't talk about the time you did XYZ no I think they just I don't think anything is like they've ever just told me is off limits I think they just kinda there's stuff that she doesn't want to hear and I under I look I'm her son I understand it I got that I got that 
Um, now, I gotta ask this, because as a Pistons fan, right, you are a Knicks fan, and we talked a little bit about this off mic, may I ask why? Why did you just take the pilgrimage like everyone else to like the Brooklyn Nets, and you just, you just wrap it up? Why, why, I can't just leave the Knicks, I'm a Knicks fan. And it's not, it's not like it's been a smooth pilgrimage. They're in, I think, worse shape than the Knicks. I mean, like, we we had 2008. Last time you guys had something that was... 2008 when you won? Yeah. Wasn't 2004? Hold on, wait. 2004, 2008 was the playoff. Yeah, you didn't. That, the Celtics won 2008. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my math. Granted, I've been drinking a little bit today. But I will say this. You guys yeah. are the seventies. We talked a little bit off mic when you talked about the stuff. We talked about Starks. Right. We talked about Oakley. Did you have a vibe about Oakley with that whole bullshit that happened earlier this year? Or was Last it just, year, um, when he I was at the game, it sucked. It Wait, a, you were there? Yeah. Uh, it was a bummer. I mean, all you can say is it's a bummer. You like I? We all love. I love the nineties Knicks. I love Oakley. I love Ewing, Starks, Mason. Like they were like. What it's all, like they made it fun to watch basketball. They they played like they cared about us, so they were such a. It was an easy team to rally behind. It was like you don't mind losing when you have a team that great. Like obviously losing hurts, but when you lose with such character, it's mm-hmm. it's better than anything else that's been in a long time. Like so. my favorite version of the Knicks, and maybe this is my age showing, but this is I got to say ninety four. You had Starks, Ewan, Oakley. Pretty much, and then they just pretty much dominated. They made it to Eastern Conference Finals, only to be beaten off some bullshit. And I'm not a Knicks fan, but I, you know, like, I can admit, like, all right, you guys got hope. People wanted the Knicks to win. I think because like they know that New York's a big basketball city, and mm-hmm. then also they just couldn't really catch a break. So I think, I think people wanted the, the Knicks to win. So I think there's like this whole that is in New York that from not having won there and, and people know it. So I think non-fans are like, the, they think the Knicks deserve a team and I think they're right. We have good fans. Yeah, but you guys got a lot of homegrown potential that always ends up going somewhere else. Like we look at that, the new guys, uh, Rutgers generate at least two or three great people that ends up going somewhere else or I mean like yeah, they got to hold on to Porzingis. You just got to hold on. Uh, you got to hold on to the the right people. Can you hold your hat on Porzingis without help? Like Melo, no, no one can do it without help. Look at look, we're watching the game right yeah, now. Well, with the Sixers and Bead's got Simmons and Sarich and and Covington and all these uh, you know JJ Redick, all these good players around him. No, everyone needs help. Like the, the idea that I mean, LeBron's the only one who doesn't have help, and even he is Kevin Love. I mean, yeah. So we're talking about help. I mean, fun fact. J.J. Redick has to be about 60 years old. I think he's like 34. I mean, like, I, I mean, Jesus, he's been there since he was, what, 19? I think you're wrong. I think, didn't he, do, didn't he do all four years at Duke? No, he got in there young. Granted, fact check me. Feel free I'm to fact, fact check, check me. You. Break out your phone. J.J. Redick has been around the league on three teams off the top of my head. Did he do all four years? Four, yeah, well, he did, was on the Magic, the Bucks, the Clippers, and now... Uh, now, yeah. 
So he's been on at least four teams. I know he did a little bit of a bin. You mentioned the Clippers, right? Yeah, this is probably not good podcast material. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. At this point, I just want to know for my own edification. I will edit this out if it need to be, but I gotta be. I just gotta know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he did all four years. I can't find it. Fuck it. Tweet me. Yeah, he did. He did. He all did? four years. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. But as always, man. Um. All right. Crystal ball in front of you. Yeah. Who taking it all? Who's he can't bet against the Warriors, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I don't want them to win, but I think they're going to. They're too strong. They're too strong. They, yeah. That bench is so deep to the point where... When JaVale McGee starts playing amazing, you're like, well, no other team has a shot. Well, yeah, because they let you just do your thing. They pass the ball, and that's it. Yeah. That's just what it is. Everyone else has... Unfortunately, they're setting the tone for the rest of the league to play their game. It's just a bummer because I feel like it would have been even, but Durant just, like, he changed the league. He just, by making that move, he just, I'm shitting on Durant as I'm wearing his sneakers, I noticed. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying. I, but he I followed also, the LeBron fucking, uh, the blueprint. Yeah, Le- but he didn't go, to, LeBron didn't go to the team that beat him in yeah. seven games. Yeah, okay, I take, I give you that. I give you that. It wasn't like they swept him, they beat him in seven games. You know, that's what bugged me about the Durant move. Obviously, he, like, look, you can go wherever you want, but, like, we get to critique you for it, and uh, yeah, Le- LeBron did suck too. It's just it's it's not what you want the league to be. But that friends and family bullshit—that's what we're seeing now. It's just like beyond super team. I mean, this is like that. Those four guys, like, you put them against anyone in like the world. It's like get a team against those guys. They play so well together. All right, his final question. I know you're a hoop head, and I want to get back to the playoffs like anybody else. You think LeBron leaving this year? I don't think he knows yet. That would be my guess. I don't think he knows what he's okay. going to do until the playoffs are said and done. I think if they lose in the first round, he's definitely gone. I think if they lose, if they don't make it out of the East, I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, second part to that question. I don't know where he's going, though, because everyone's There we go. Philly. All right, all right. We're looking Philly. I don't think he fits because I think he and Simmons play really similar games. And obviously LeBron's a much better version of him. But it's like, and I think that was the problem. Is like LeBron, will, even with the Heat, I don't think they won right away because for many reasons it's hard to win. But Yeah, they couldn't jail. They couldn't but, jail that first year. But shoot. I think Wade and LeBron were so similar. Their games are so similar. And then um, that's kind of why it didn't work this year is because Wade is older. And it's like you can get past those flaws when you're both – just so good it doesn't matter but when you playing best friend ball what they're doing when that little well your games have got to be different right exactly so it's like casting all your best friends it's like me casting all my friends who are just joke guys in a sitcom we need an act out guy exactly i mean like when you saw him in cleveland they're playing best friend ball hey i could do this you could do this and when i train together and i eat together and i do all of this stuff we're gonna feed into each other consciously or unconsciously yeah um. Totally. So, as always, I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna go. I won't say in the Lakers, which I don't think so. I think that's a dumb move. Smart money on me. I say to um Houston, they're just gonna just. Well, look, that's in terms of the team, you can't go wrong there. That's they got the money. They got the squad. I don't think you they got Chris the money. Paul. Huh? They got Ryan Anderson. They got some big contracts. But they, I'm, sure, I'm sure, like, when you get LeBron, you'll figure it out. Man, they're going to figure it out. I see 
if anything, I see them. The only my three teams, I see them going: Lakers, Houston, and if they're feeling it, Clippers. Because it looks like the Clippers, all they're doing is just lowering they the cap no anyway. They got no one. That's the problem with the Lakers. They got they don't have. I don't think the team. And that's kind of the point. You got rid of everybody to get LeBron. We'll see. I, I don't. I don't know. We'll see. But Sam, as always, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Slobberingly grateful for being on the podcast. We finally with, uh, got Blake together. Griffin and Drummond and everybody. Look, man, let's seriously. That, that's not, you know, it's dude. We traded defense to get Blake. Yeah. We traded no the concept of defense to get Blake Griffin. Right. Anyone who's worth a goddamn playing. I defense. love Avery Bradley, but uh, he's injured, so it's, I think it's worth the risk to get Blake. Well, at the same time, he wasn't injured when we trade him. That was just kind of like a byproduct. But we had him on a one-year deal anyway, so he wasn't going. Right. Who we should have traded is Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Reggie Jackson. He's been up and down. Up and d- That is the most political, nicest way to say. Reggie Jackson. Well, he had some moments earlier this year. He looked good, I thought. Yeah, in preseason in, in October. Right. And then ever since then, he just sort of like, all right, you guys got this, right? And then yeah, I think the problem is the league is too point guard rich right now. Yeah, and um, and and he when they signed him, it was a good deal. And now yep, there's too many good point guards. The only plus side about us having Blake, now that we stuck with him for the next five years, is the fact that the paint is safe. Him and Drummond in the paint, the paint is safe. We'll see. I, it, Blake, I like what Blake's done to his game. He shoots threes now and stuff. I think he's kind of interesting. So. He's, he's he gotten is, better every year. I, I like Blake. But we're not getting the Blake from uh, five years ago. We're not getting the Blake jumping over cars, Blake. But that's probably good, man. I is mean, it? That, yeah, because you don't want that guy anymore. Because that guy is going to get injured. That guy was always injured. If he can kind of become like a three-point shooter who he, can be – he was a great passer. He can – maybe he – I'm, I'm hopeful for him because I think he's, you know – he's I, a comedy fan. I met him once. He was really nice. <laughs> Like, I'm hopeful, but, like, I'm realistic at the same I mean, I'm not really hopeful. I don't like the Pistons, you know? come on! I I mean, I like the team that won. That was a cool team, but... I mean, look, it's hard to like our guys. We're in the same problem with you guys, with the Knicks. We're in this perpetual rebuilding year. The Blake thing feels a lot like the Amari move the Knicks made. I think it'll be, like, great for a couple years, and then, like, if injuries come, it could be a problem. So, I mean, I'm rooting against. You don't, you don't want to see a guy get Shit, we don't have a chance. Uh, we don't have a choice because that we gave up all those draft dunk. picks. God, that would have been great. All right, let's just uh, end it right here. Talk I'll... to you, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming by. Oh, thanks so much, Sam. All right. Let me tell you a messed up story. This happened a few years ago. I had a bad... Uh, breakup, and I was very, uh, I was very upset. But I was, I was going on dates. I met a girl online, very pretty girl. We go out for drinks, and very proper. I remember at the end of the date, I grabbed her and I kissed her. And as I let her go, she said, "Oh my, I didn't expect that." And I was hammered. So I was like, "Well, you better fucking expect it." <laughs> she never returned any of my phone calls ever. So, and rightfully so. What a fucking tool I am. Then three months out of the blue, she texts me during the day on a Friday, where are you? I said, I'm in Union Square, what's up? She writes back, I wanna see you and I wanna get freaky with you. So I write, oh yeah, with a question mark? I don't have a cool response for that, I don't get that text every day. She writes, do you wanna get your dick sucked or not? So I excuse myself from lunch with my parents. Uh, Cause I feel like this is too good to be true, it's time sensitive, I don't trust it. 
in my head, more likely some dude stole her phone and this is his plan to rob me, right? He's going through her contacts. He's like, who's the dumbest fucking of this guy right here? Hey, you want to get blown? I'm like, yes, I do. He's like, meet me in this warehouse in Queens. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Awesome. So I call her. She's like, look, it's me. I've had a bad week at work. I want to see you and I want to fuck you. Is that so bad? I said, that's not bad. That's good. So I hang up. I go back to the table with my parents. I was like, mom, I got to get out of here. This audition just came up. I lied to my mother's face in pursuit of a blowjob. It's not a high point in my life. And my mom said, go get him, Sammy. I was like, ugh, I hate myself. Jesus Christ. Ugh. I am low. And I'm off. <laughs> And I'm on my way, and everything about it rings wrong. It's a different apartment than when I dropped her off. It's, you know, it's sketchy. But I'm like, you know what? It's New York. People sublet. This is what I call blowjob rationale. It's not based in reality. It's just hopeful. You know what I mean? We get there. I go upstairs. Nice apartment. She pours me a scotch. I down it. She pours me another scotch. I sip on it. We start making out. She starts going down to me. It's very pornographic. Then all of a sudden she stops and she says, gee, I hope my roommate doesn't catch us. I said, yeah, me too. I also hope your roommate doesn't catch us. Let's go to your bedroom. And she said, no, I want him to catch us. <laughs> and that's when I should have left. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was with my penis at the time, and that guy is fucking persuasive, you know. I was like, we should get out of here. My dick is like, let's feel this out for a second. Are you sure, penis? He's like, I got this. <laughs> okay, penis, you've never led me astray. So we go to her bedroom. She picks up right where she left off. About 35 to 45 seconds later, the door swings open. It's a dude. He's been there the whole time. I'm thinking I've been set up. You know, he's just, he's jacked. He's wearing like a tank top and he's got like a cast on his hand, which I'm like, I don't know if that's some sort of sex accident he had. He's just staring at me and she's still going. And in a moment of panic, I turn to him and I go, can I help you? I said, can I help you? It seems very relaxed. I'm scared out of my mind. He just said, are we going to do this or what? <laughs> do what? <laughs> Her. I said, oh, no, no, no. I think there's been a misunderstanding. He's like, you're either in or you're out right now. And he gets close to my face. I don't know if you've ever been terrified with an erection. It's a very confusing feeling. <laughs> he gets close to my face. You're either in or you're out. I was like, dude, what is this? Ocean's fucking 11? I'm out. I'm not doing this. I'm terrified. I look at her for some assurance. She just kind of shrugs. So I, I'm so scared. I'm like in trauma mode so I just start panicking I, I don't even pull my pants up I waddle out I grab my backpack and I run which this is like the least cool end to an orgy story ever my guy friends are like yeah dude I fucked two chicks I'm like I ran for my life as I reached for my jam spore so I leave the building I'm walking around the park and I'm like having a crisis like Jesus what am I doing with my life you know about 30 minutes later my mom calls to see how the audition went <laughs> Like, well, Mom, more people went out for the part than I'd anticipated. <laughs> I think they're going to go with this other guy. <laughs> there we go. That was some more comedy from my man, Sam Muriel. Oh, my God. That was such a good time. Man, he's totally welcome back. We can sit down and do the full boy. Um, and you can catch him right there. Um his website sammareal.com you can catch him coming to cities near you or you can hit him up on IG and Twitter it is sammareal yeah it's pretty pretty simple sammareal right there so here's what I'm about to do we're about to um actually 
I want to give a quick shout out before we close it out today, mainly because um, I got a chance to while I was interviewing Sam Real, just a quick shout out to my man Josh Adams, a uh, friend of the show. Just saying, what's up? He's welcome back anytime. He's out doing his thing. Young Gunners, my man is. I, I don't know how to say this, but my man is funnier. He just get better with time, man. I mean, that is, just keep just keep doing your thing, man. I just want to give a quick shout out to him. But as always, everything revolving around the Just Talk with Sam podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Yes, your home and epicenter for everything revolving around the Just Talk with Sam podcast can be found at samshownation.com. I, myself, you could uh, um, hit me up on Twitter at samshow11. And you can email the show at justtalkwithsam at gmail.com. Yes, no G in talking. Just with Sam at gmail.com. And also, Just Talking with Sam on Facebook and IG. Once again, no G in talking. Just Talking with Sam. Man, it was a great time to have on this podcast. And um, I will see you guys next week. Peace out. Spend all the day. I spend like all days on Facebook now. What a shitty way to live. Some Austrian guy added me on Facebook. He asked me to join his hate group. I was like, who do you hate? He was like, blacks, Jews, everyone. I am Jewish. He's not even doing background checks. And he's recruiting. That bothered me more than his racism, his lazy recruitment process. I'm like, you know what? I'm joining the hate group, but I'm going to drop subtle hints like while we commit hate crimes. <laughs> Just walk around hating. I'm holding the torch. I'm like, dude, you know what this flame reminds me of? Hanukkah. <laughs> the miracle of lights. Like, yeah, I guess. You do hate Jews. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much I'm burning up. I'm schwitzing. <laughs> He's like, all right, we march on Saturday. I'm like, I can't do Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, the local news, another guilty pleasure of mine. If you don't know the local news, it's basically the news, but just unfortunate stuff that you don't need to know. <laughs> With some smarmy anchor who's trying to be clever at the most inappropriate times. There'll be some pedophile on the loose. He's like, looks like this ice cream man's favorite flavor. Was eight-year-old boys. Usually looking for sprinkles. He's now looking at life in prison. It's safe to say he's got a rocky road ahead. All right, that's the scoop, Jim. Back to you. That's where you see those terrible ads, you know, like the life alert. Have you seen that? Where the old lady just falls down a flight of stairs and she's like, Help! Help! Life alert. <laughs> All companies should do that. Just worst case scenario ads. Just a guy waking up next to a chick with an Adam's apple. Lens crafters. <laughs> got like a five o'clock shadow. I should get my eyes checked for that. That's right. Yeah. How about that Caitlyn Jenner thing yesterday? That was crazy, right? Good for her. Yeah, why not? It's great. You know what I learned from Caitlyn Jenner? Is that you gotta, you gotta go all the way, right? You can't half-ass that. Because if I got my eyebrows done, my friends would be like, you're a fucking pussy. But if I became a woman, they'd be like, you're very brave. <laughs> if I wore women's underwear, they'd be like, dude, what's the deal with that? If I got my dick surgically removed, they'd be like, you're an American hero. <laughs> I will not soon forget it.
I say get rid of the penis too. Why not? I don't know if she still has it, but dump it. You got the money, you're not using it. Get rid of it. You'll be a better person without your penis. I have a penis. It doesn't let me to any good decisions ever in my life. I've never once hit a boner and been like, I should volunteer more. <laughs> it's all bad decisions. And it's so detached, the penis. Right? It can so bad. I remember I had a breakup once. I was crying. I was so upset. And as I hugged the girl goodbye, I got a boner. That's how disconnected the penis is from the rest of your body. It's like the worst moment of my life. My dick is still like, see what you can do. <laughs> One for the road. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good person constantly in spite of my penis. The other night, my friend's like, let's go to a strip club. I said, no, I'm not going. Those girls are victims of sexual abuse. Plus, it's too much money. <laughs> That's my stance. I'm like, I'm not going to take advantage of some girl's fucked up childhood, okay? Not at those prices. <laughs> There's better options. I'm trying to be a good person, but it's difficult. I tried to join the Big Brothers program, but they did not accept me. <laughs> Three hour long interviews. The problem is I, I get AD, I have bad ADD, and then at a certain point you just stop thinking and caring. But the tenth time they're like, "What's a bad example of a big brother?" I was like, "You mean like a child molester or something?" <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, we were looking for like impatient or something like that." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I was way off." <laughs> I thought we were playing high stakes. I guess not. They were like, "What are you going to bring to the big brother program?" I said, "Patience." <laughs> also, I'm not going to fuck any kids, so I feel like I got a lot. I got a lot going for me, to be honest. I was talking to a girl, she was like, Sam, I need a man that'll treat me like a princess. So I hired the paparazzi to chase her and she died in a car crash. 